Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Eternal. This is our current series. This is week three. We have one week left. I'm really excited about next weekend too. And before we go any further, I just want to take a moment. I want to welcome all the men at TCI Correctional Facility. Gentlemen, we're excited about what God is doing in and through you. I love what our leaders share when they come back. And we want you to know we pray for you guys all the time. I want to say hello to our Boardman campus. And for all of you that left this campus to pioneer Boardman, Hi, guys. It's awesome to be able to just say hello to you. Looking forward to seeing you in the future. All of you that have become part of Borman since then, thank you guys for connecting the Mahoning County uh, with God. And I want to welcome anyone that's visiting right now at Boardman. My name's John, the lead pastor here, and I have the privilege of teaching to Warren in the Borman campus simultaneously. So if you weren't with us last week, we talked about one of two eternal addresses where people will go. We talked about that address that nobody really wants to go to. It's called hell. And we answered a lot of questions about it, like how can a loving God allow anybody to go there? And if you weren't with us, all available for free in many different formats, our website, YouTube channel, uh, Facebook page. And this week I have the privilege of talking about the place all of us want to go to, heaven, right? And we all have different ideas of what heaven will be like. I remember when I was a young boy, um, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade, right around that age, my idea of heaven, uh, and, and I really didn't want to go there because of this, uh, it, it was like this. Take a look at this little picture here. I thought I'd sprout rings, have a harp given to me, wear a robe, sit on a cloud, and just play a harp, get a hold of this, for all of eternity. And I just remember thinking, if that's heaven, I do not want to go there. That would be my idea of hell, just to be honest with you, right? <laughs> no fun, right? No fun. And then heaven was always just white, no colors, and it's like, boring, heaven's going to have multiple colors, colors we've never seen before, but then I accepted Christ, and now I'm, you know, a young Christian. The first couple years, what I heard preachers talk about when they mentioned heaven was that what we're going to do all day long, 24-7, for eternity, is stand around the throne and worship God. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing God God, so I'm not being ir irreligious here. And I want to see those four creatures that circle the throne and say, holy, that's going to be amazing. And I think we'll instantly worship and be so thankful at that point. But the thought of worshiping all day for eternity, that's kind of boring to me. It's like, I'm just being honest. It's like, what? I don't, that's all we're going to do? And then as I studied the Bible, I, I, I realized, no, we're going to have a purpose in heaven. We're going to have a function. We'll go into that throne room. That will be fun. We'll come out. and We're going to have this purpose and this function. And heaven is going to be way, way better than anything we could ever imagine. The Bible gives us glimpses. So I'll share some of the glimpses today. And I have this big idea. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. And it goes like this. Heaven is similar to earth, but superior. And the majority of theologians, you'll hear me say this a couple times today. When I say the majority of uh, theologians, there, there's always a wise guy in the bunch. There's always one that just wants to swim upstream and be different. But the vast majority of theologians will tell you that earth is a copy of heaven, that God made it as a copy 
and heaven's going to be very similar to earth because earth was copied as a copy of heaven. So heaven's going to have rivers and it's going to have lakes and it's going to have animals and it's going to be absolutely amazing, but it will be far superior. Do you know all the laws of nature that rule this earth? We can't break these laws, can we? Those won't be working up there. So, I mean, I think our imaginations are going to be able to do a lot of amazing things up there. We're going to be able to have, I believe, the desires of our heart in heaven. And I'll show you why as we go further. But I thought this was, these two statements were very important. I shared them several years ago in a lesson, and they had such impact. I wanted to remind those of us that were here, and then for some that didn't hear them, I want you to hear these. And here's how it goes. If you're a Christian... Earth is as close to hell as you'll ever come. Isn't that exciting? Earth is beautiful. I mean, Earth has some amazing things. Uh, there's things down here I really like, and we have great relationships down here. Some are, go sour, but we have a lot of great relationships. But down here, you know, we have tornadoes and hurricanes and forest fires, fires and, and, and we have viruses that, you know, are going and, and making people sick. And we have all kinds of terrible things down here. Uh, none of that will be up there. And guys, this is really as close to hell as we'll ever come. And it, what I like about it is we get to walk through this place with God, right? He's, God's walking us through and, and helping us make it through every storm of life. This is the part I want us to get a hold of as Christians. If you're a non-Christian, earth is as close to heaven as you'll ever come. And as wonderful as earth is, I think that's sad. And again, one of the reasons I'm teaching this series is so that you and I as Christians can remember we're rubbing shoulders with people down here that their eternity's at stake. And, and I, I shared this in each of the previous two lessons. I need reminded because there's a lot of good things on this earth that just kind of can get our attention and distract us. And I just need to remind myself that, hey, I'm walking down here with people that may go to that other place for all of eternity. So we want to be more aware. So this is as close as a non-Christian ever comes to heaven. And that's why we want to help them get to heaven. Now, here's a scripture. Listen to this, Colossians 3.1. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. I like the way the New Living Translation uh, said the realities of heaven. So I studied heaven many times and I restudied it for this. And um, I came up with four heavenly realities. Could have came up with 10. I thought the fifth one had quite a drop from the fourth one. So I thought I'll just teach four, have some fun, look at these four and remind ourselves of where we're headed. It helps us walk, walk through this earth. God did say, keep your mind on where you're headed, right? But we also have a function and a purpose while we're here. So I, I have four of them. Here's the first one, you ready? Uh, a part of heaven is being custom made for you. I like that. Jesus told us that. I'll read you the scripture in a moment. But about 20 years ago, Gina and I were in this conversation. And uh, she said, if you could live anywhere, where would you want to live? So I went first. I said, well, I, I know I'm called here, so I can't leave this area. But if I could live anywhere, anywhere on the planet, I'd want to live in downtown New York City. I just... I love the hustle bustle of people. Obviously, I'd use trans public transportation, wouldn't drive. I don't know, it energizes me just to be there. 
And after I told her my dream, here's, here's how she responded to my dream. She said, I'll miss you. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why you need to pray extra for me, right? My wife is very sarcastic and crazy. So, so that's what she told me. But I also like the ocean. So I want you to dream about what, what would be your perfect place to live for eternity. And so think of Hong Kong. It's like New York City, but you can see the ocean there. That would be my idea of a heavenly mansion. And then I'd like snow in heaven, but it has to be 75 degrees. <laughs> the snow has to be warm when I touch it. And it has to have the same properties as snow does down here. So I can make snowballs and, and snowmen and all that stuff. Now, I, I, I want to say to you, the Bible doesn't give us all that information exactly, but God did say he'd give us the desires of our heart. And I like to say it this way, it is heaven, right? It's heaven. And I think whatever you like, you may like a lake with a wooded area, whatever you like. You might want oceanfront, but not the city. Whatever you like, God is going to build a place for you that you are absolutely going to love. And I have people ask me all this time, all the time, uh, will our pets go to heaven? Because they want their pets in their mansion. And I always say, if you like them, they will. Um, now, I can't find a scripture, but I really believe if you want them, they'll be there. I, I have had two pets in my lifetime that I'd like in my mansion. One was a Rottweiler named Gideon, and uh, I'd like him to be in my mansion. And the other was a cat, can you imagine that, named Tiger. And he was so cool, I want him in my mansion. And, and I really believe, I, it's heaven, guys, I believe that they can be there, right? No problem whatsoever. And some of my kids are gonna want Gideon. Some of my kids are gonna want Tiger. And I think God can clone those babies, right? Can't find a scripture, but it's heaven, right? It's heaven. None of the laws down here can stop what's in heaven. And listen to what Jesus said, John 14 and, and verse two. There are many rooms in my father's house. Some translations say mansions. I am going to prepare a place for you. I would not tell you this if it were not so, and there's a place somewhere in heaven being built for you right now, and I'm pretty excited about it, and I know it's going to be something that I love more than anything else, and I know there's some things up there that you and I can't even comprehend. Here's the second reality. There won't be any bad people, events, sin, or sorrow in heaven, and I really want to take some time on this because this is amazing. So first of all, the Bible teaches us that God is love. He's, that's his very nature, love. And so in heaven, there will be no rejection, no shame. There will be no hurt. It's just gonna be this atmosphere of absolute love in heaven. It's going to be amazing. And there won't be any bad people there. We won't have to turn the local news on to see what happened today, you know. We won't hear bad reports. There won't be a police department. I mean, it's heaven, right? We read this verse last week for a whole nother reason. I'm gonna read it now for this reason. Listen to Revelation 21, 26, 27. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's whoever accepts Jesus. And so it's going to be an amazing, beautiful, peaceful place. But I've struggled with this for years. I mentioned it a little last week. I say, but God, I'm going there. <laughs> 
And, and it's like, I struggle with sin down here. I, I struggle with, you know, losing my temper down here. Anybody struggle with that as Christians down here? Sometimes you want to sign language. I mean, you struggle with all kinds of things, right? Not me, but other people I've seen. <laughs> other Christians. They want that sign and symbols to go up, right? It, and you think, God, I'm going there, and I struggle. All of us have some secret things we struggle with, right? And it's like, God, how... How can heaven be heaven if I'm going there? Well, understand, many of us know this, but some of us don't. God made you a three-part being, and when you accepted Christ, the real you is your spirit that's inside you. It looks just like your body, and, and your spirit was born again, recreated in the image and likeness of Christ. It's blameless and holy and perfect. That's who you are on the inside. But we live in a body. The Bible says this body is sin-stained, and it cannot enter into heaven. The Bible says flesh and blood, that's our body, cannot enter into heaven. That's why it's left here. And that's why God will give us a new body. We'll talk about that new body. Then we have our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotion, three-part beings. And we're renewing that. We're growing in that. And that's wonderful. Well, the Bible says when we finally go to heaven, when we see Jesus, it says, then we will know as we are known. And I'm convinced our minds will instantly be renewed at that place. And you won't have a body. And so you and I will never struggle with sin again. And I love this scripture. Listen to Jude chapter 1, 24 and 25. And, and he is able to keep you from slipping and falling away. It's written to Christians. And I'll stop there for a moment. You know, I've pastored this church. August will be 37 years. I've watched people backslide for 10 years. That's Christianese for walk away from God. Some of them go into deep sin. And then they come back. And sometimes it's a month. Sometimes it's a year. Sometimes they're in church, but they're really backslidden in their hearts. And I've just watched. But you know what I know about God? And you know what he's promised? That he has us in, in, in the cup of his hand, right in his palm. And he will never let go of us. And he's holding on to you. And as long as you keep believing in Jesus, he's gonna get you right. Don't worry about that. But then... Eventually, we're going to be made right because of what's going to happen when we cross over. Listen to this. He's going to bring you sinless and perfect into his glorious presence. Listen to this. This is going to be you, man, when you get there. With mighty shouts of everlasting joy. It's going to be like, ah, I'm free. Never be tempted again to think the wrong thing. Never have to fight a thought again. Never want to sin again. It's going to be absolute freedom. I think we should give it up, guys, and say, woo! <laughs> we just, we haven't been totally redeemed. And I think God will reward you for fighting the fight down here, you know. Um, and God wants us to be sanctified down here. That's a theological word for uh, become more like Christ, become more holy or pure. And we're all working on that, right? We're working on that and growing. But no matter where you're at, you'll never get all the way there, there down here. But when you get up there, bam, sinless, perfect. It's like, oh, this is what you meant, Jesus, when you said you died for all of it. And we're gonna be like, whoa, this is absolutely the most amazing thing ever. So you won't be bad. You'll never have to worry about yourself. It's going to be heaven. And I like this verse. It's about our bodies. You guys ready? Philippians 3.21. When he comes back, Jesus, he will take these dying bodies of ours and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same mighty power that, that he will use to conquer all else everywhere. And we, we mentioned it. 
This body you're in right now is called flesh and blood. It needs organs and blood, and the life of these bodies are blood. The new body in the Bible is called flesh and bone. It will have no organs. The life of our new body will be God himself. He'll put his life in us. We can't die. We can't become old. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And listen to this, guys. Listen, listen. It will be like his. That's the body he had after he was raised from the dead. And I just want you to think about some of the things he did with that body. He walked through walls. Isn't that cool? Now, you might say, well, we'll be in heaven. No, no, no. When Jesus comes back, whether you're in heaven or you're alive, if we're Christians and we're alive, we're caught up and meet him in the air. Then, then listen to this, guys. He will rule on the earth for 1,000 years, and he'll rule over people like us. There's a process. God will decide who gets to stay, and, 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 and then we will rule and reign. Those people that stay here in bodies like ours, they'll live and they'll die. Once a year, they'll go to Jerusalem to worship the king. It's going to be an absolutely amazing time. So we'll be on the earth like it is now. Think about that. That's pretty cool, but we'll be in a glorified body. So we, yeah, we could walk through walls. It's going to be awesome. You know, Jesus was transported wherever he wants, wanted to go. Beam me up, Scotty, you know. So he, and, and just wherever he wanted to go. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to have some connect groups in heaven or on the earth, really, in my glorified body. I want to have a connect group of, you know, people that want to get some carry-out food because you don't have to eat, but you can eat, right? Jesus ate, didn't have to eat, but he could eat. That's when we're going to eat, you know, if you're keto, you're going to eat a lot of carbs during that time. You know, it's like, whoa, I can eat carbs finally. And, and it's going to be fun. I'm going to have donuts, you know, and things like that. So, so, so all the things the doctors tell me not to eat. So, but I'm going to have a connect group where we get some carry-out, and then we say, beam me up, Scotty, and we're going to go to the moon. We're going to sit on the moon and just look at the earth, because we don't have to breathe, right? But my favorite connect group is going to be the ocean floor connect group, where we just take walks on the ocean floor, and the pressure can't hurt us. We're in glorified bodies. We don't have to breathe, and then sharks, they'll be the same as they are now, but they're going to come up and see us. That's one of the glorified children of God, and they'll want us to pet them. They just want to feel the life of God on them, right? It's going to be amazing, and we're going to have an amazing time. You say, that's not in the Bible. No, it's not. It's not in the Bible, but you can't prove it's not so, right? <laughs> your, your body will be able to do that, though. I could actually prove that. So uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. And you'll have this body. And let me show you something about this body. I alluded to it, but listen to the scripture. Revelation 21.4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death. This is when we see Jesus for the first time. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Think about it. Doctors won't sit you down. We won't have doctors in heaven, you know. Uh, they'll go there, but we won't have any that we have to go see. Uh, they won't have to practice there. Um, but guys, I just want you to think about this. No more pain. There are many of you right now, you're suffering chronic pain. You'll never have pain again. My mom had rheumatoid arthritis, and it came on her at 60, and it lasted till she passed at 88. It's 28 years. And her hands looked like this. They were crippled in her toes. They did so many surgeries on her to try to straighten things out, but they just couldn't. She was in pain every day of her life, but now she's in heaven. She'll never feel pain ever again. We'll never have 
any pain, any sorrow. You'll never cry. That's going to be absolutely amazing too. And I have one more scripture because you know what? God's watching you right now and what you're going through and he loves you and he cares about you. He's reaching out his hand to help you walk through it. Listen to Psalm 56 and verse eight. You, you have seen me tossing and turning through the night. You have collected all my tears and preserved them in your bottle. You have recorded every one in your book. I think that's an amazing scripture. When you think nobody cares, God cares. And he said he'll walk through any storm with us. He saw where you were last night, where you were last week, last month. He knows the, the sorrows of your heart. You'll never fear them, feel them again in heaven, but God Man, he's watching, he loves you, he's throwing you lifelines as you and I live down here on this earth. Here's number three. We'll be united with loved ones and Bible greats. I'm excited about that. And, and here's a great scripture, Ephesians 1.10. And, and this was his purpose, that when the time is ripe, he will gather us all together from every, everywhere we are in heaven and on earth to be with him in Christ forever. So when you and I pass as Christians, we go up to heaven and we see all our relatives that are up there. But there's coming a day when Jesus will come back and he'll gather the whole Christian family together, the Old Testament saint, all of us. And I am looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing mom and dad, my brother Dave. Dave died when I was 18. I can't wait to see Dave. Um, grandparents and all those people, some I didn't know. Really looking forward to that time. Uh, I have two Bible greats I want to see. I'm sure you guys have your favorites, but I want to see Jesus. And then after that, I want to see Daniel, and I want to see Old Testament Joseph. And here's why. There's, those guys had incredible adversity in their life. The Bible never lists one failure or one sin. And I'm like, I, I used to think, were they real? I mean, I'm a Christian and have, I have the Holy Spirit help me and I still struggle. These guys never struggle. And I have to just sit them down and say, how did you do it? Come on, come on. I want to know how you did it. But think about it. Paul and David and Solomon will be able to sit with all these guys. It's going to be amazing. So I have these questions asked me often. Will we see babies in heaven or do babies go to heaven? And that's a great question. And I, I could take a whole lesson and teach on what the Bible calls the age of accountability. Um, vast majority of scholars believe this too. And that is this, that there's a certain age of accountability and it varies somewhere around 12 or 13 where you know how a child can reason and they can make decisions and they can think. And until someone hits that age of accountability, uh, they can't, they don't know, how, how can a baby choose Christ? Can they choose Christ? And so the vast majority of theologians, I agree with them, no doubt about it. I think it's very plain. They just go right to heaven. So all the babies that were aborted, they go to heaven. All the babies that were miscarried, they go right to heaven. And you're going to get to see those dear babies, those of you that have lost children, uh, five-year-olds, whatever, six, seven, eight-year-olds, you're going to be able to see them when you go to heaven. And I always have asked this question, will they be babies or adults? And the Bible doesn't address it. And since it's heaven, I always like to say this, what do you want them to be, you know? Uh, if you want to raise them, I believe you could, you could hold them and raise them. I think that's so. I'm one of those guys who say, can we just have them grown up? That's a lot of work, raising them. And uh, <laughs> that would be me. I'm sure it wouldn't be my wife. But it's like, yeah, you know, uh, let's get them just at that perfect age. I don't know. It's heaven. But I can promise you this. They will be there. How about mentally impaired children and adults? If they can't reason, 
they're going to go to heaven too. God, they were born with a spark of God's life in them and they will spend eternity in that place called heaven. And we'll have the opportunity to go see them again. And I'm really, really excited about that. So here's my fourth. You ready? We'll experience indescribable joy and pleasure. So think about the most fun things down here for you. And heaven will be times a million. That's, we can't describe it. The Bible says it cannot be described. But I started thinking about some of the exciting times in my life where I was really joyful. I remember graduating from Bible school and the ceremony. I, I, was, I was happy for a few days and really smiling. I accomplished something. That was joy. And I remember when I asked Gina to marry me and she said yes. I smiled for months. It was like, yeah. I wasn't sure if she'd say yes. I remember when the Cavs... I remember when the Cavs won uh, the NBA championship in 2016, guys, and we were in my living room with my kids, and we were jumping and screaming, and it went on for 20 minutes. I had to stop. I'm not in that great of shape, so I had to stop. But I kept shouting. I kept shouting, and we're just, it was just like incredible joy. Heaven will be times a million. So what, what's the most joyful thing you've ever experienced? Hey, for all of us Browns fans. <laughs> When they win the Super Bowl, that'll go up. It's going to be close to heaven, but not close enough. We're going to go crazy, aren't we, when, when they win that Super Bowl. Uh, but it's indescribable joy. So what would you consider your most joyful moment? Up there, man, the pleasures, what is pleasurable to you down here? It will be a million times better. And listen to this scripture, guys. Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life. And he has, he's shown us Jesus, right? In your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Bible doesn't say everything that it is but it's going to be an amazing place. Guys, God's given us a purpose down here and I'm excited about that purpose that we all have. I'm glad we have a function I'm glad God's given us the ability to do something in his kingdom. But we are going to a place, man, where we'll continue to have incredible purpose. And it's an awesome place. And the Bible did say, set your focus or think about where you're going. The next time you're going through a tough time, think about where you're heading. The next time your body isn't doing what it's supposed to do, think about where you're headed. The next time you receive bad news, the next time you have a relationship mess, think about where you're going. It's an amazing place. And I think one more time, TCI Borman, Warren, can we give it up and say thank you, God? It's amazing. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes, let's pray. Father, I did my best to communicate this part of the Bible, and I'm so thankful the Holy Spirit, you said, teaches us. I thank you that it'll open up our eyes further, and I thank you that it'll remind us of some of these things as we go through the week, and uh, we're, we're dealing with the things we have to deal with on this earth. And Lord, thank you. Thank you for what Jesus did. Thank you for that finished part of, the, of our redemption. Remind us of it, Lord, so we can walk in joy and peace because this earth has its ups and downs, but we thank you, Lord. We're headed to a place. But Lord, we also thank you that we can have communion and fellowship with you here, and we thank you for growing us in that way. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're listening today, maybe live streaming, maybe Borman, maybe TCI, maybe Warren, and you came in not being sure of your eternity. 
The Bible boldly declares that Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. That includes yours. He gave us life so you can live. And he said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. The Bible says we cannot be saved by works, but by placing faith in Christ Jesus. So with heads bowed, eyes closed, listen up. I'm not asking you to join a religion. I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm not asking you if you grew up in church. I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church. I'm not asking you if you're water baptized as a baby or an adult. All of that happens, but so often it's intellectually good things, but it's intellectual. I'm asking you, can you remember a day when you made it personal in your heart? You said, Jesus, I believe you're the only way to heaven. With heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're listening and say, I can't remember that day, but I'm ready today. I'm ready to believe and accept Christ as my Savior. Would you pray with us right now? The leaders in Borman, TCI, me here, would you pray with us? And if you're praying for the first time, just simply mean it. The rest of us, can we help them pray? Say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a Savior. And this day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins and the sins of the entire world. I accept you as my Savior. And I declare that you are my Lord. And I make a decision to follow you. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.